to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. I wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts. So welcome to that space. For more information, to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists, visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org. Please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow, and this week I'm joined by the amazing Aisha Reese. She is a miracle. She's also a performer, a musician, a minister, a motivator, all of those things based in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm so glad to have you on the show this week. Welcome, Aisha. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. It's an honor. It's an honor for me to have you here. Um, We have... uh, Oh my gosh, we've sung together in multiple states. We met in Virginia. <laughs> we've spent time together here in Brooklyn. And so just to have you um, here and to present your story of love that's just filled with all kinds of love, both here on the earth and beyond with my, with my listeners, is an honor. Um, tell me about, um, as we begin, what love means to you. Wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question. It's interesting that you asked me this because today, as I was on Facebook, I noticed a lot of people were articulating what they felt love was and what it meant and how we should live in love. But in all actuality, (laughs) I don't think anyone with uh, our capacity of a human brain could ever fathom what true love is. Because the love that I, the love that I go by is agape, which is God's unconditional love, a love that is undescribable, a love that loves those that hurt you, those that may seem as though to offend you. Like love, that kind of love is something that I don't think, without a higher power, anyone could ever process. That's something that without the assistance of what I call the Holy Spirit, that you could never process that. You could never filter it. It's something that you yourself have to surrender to. Once you embrace that, that love allows you to enter a supernatural peace. To me, that's what love is. Love is an undying, unconditional gift that God has granted us. It's an honor and a privilege to expound on that to have that love Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're speaking directly to um for our listeners today a decision came down from the supreme court of the united states that upheld um i don't speak his name um personally on the air or otherwise (laughs) the current administration um has a president (laughs) and that person god bless him and that person (laughs) has um, a certain opinion about uh, a certain segment of the population in certain countries, and the Supreme Court decided today that they would uphold the ruling that would ban that would ban certain people 
from those countries from coming here and it's created yeah. such a ruckus and it created such a you know i got out of bed this morning and i was like this is gonna be a positive day this is gonna be an awesome day i'm feeling motivated i had a very great weekend mm-hmm. um celebrating yeah. all levels of love at pride and mm-hmm. and now this <laughs> you know and uh, yeah. it hit me it it hit me just like like a like like running into a wall at about 75 miles per hour and you're right there was a lot of cry out outcry you know online about um how hurtful it was there were also yeah. lots of calls to love um and a lot of that love um while vi- while valid um, was anchored in love one to another. And what you're saying is you're taking a step further. Instead of the love being a horizontal kind of love that's playing out, you know, us right across from each other, you're also infusing that love with something that's more vertical, something that's more divine, something that comes from something outside of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's- and so how does that that love um, change the way you navigate these streets? <laughs> well, it it allows me to have a different type of perspective. You know, we we've been conditioned in a society to, um, I like to call it, have a you hit me, I hit you back type of reaction where you do this for me, I do that for you. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. You treat me this way, I treat you that way. I mean, come on, it's it's a, it's a common human law that we've been conditioned since we were babes. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's just a it's just a human natural instinctive thing. That's yeah, that's what we've been taught, right? And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna interject as well that like uh, the introduction of social media into our lives has made it even mm, more um, exactly has made us more reactionary in that like now like I, I've noticed when you play a video on Facebook the moment that the video ends there's a pop up that 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 asks you how you feel about it. Are you, are you the happy mm-hmm. face? Are you the sad face? Are you the shocked face? Are you the love mm-hmm. face? Are you the angry face? There's this constant push to make us react immediately yeah. to what we're encountering. Exactly. And your love is causing you to have a different perspective. Exactly. This, this divine love that I speak to you about that I call agape, well, not me, it's in, in the word, it's called agape. It when you have this type of love in your heart, when you allow it to enter, because you have to be willing, when you're willing to let that love into your heart, someone could spit in your face and it would not even affect you because you have a totally different outlook and perspective because we set expectations on the wrong things. We have expectations on humans, how they should treat us, what, what they're, they're supposed to give us. They're supposed to give me this respect. They're supposed to be this certain way to me or treat me this way. But, or they're supposed to be here at this certain time. They're late. They're supposed to have my back on this. Oh, they bailed out on me. Wrong, wrong choice to have expectations on. The only one, this agape love, it teaches you the only one that you have expectations on is our Father in Heaven. When you have that expectation on that, 
you will never fail. It doesn't matter if someone's late. It doesn't matter if they didn't show up. It doesn't matter if they did not have your back because you know God will always have your back. You know that he will never fail. You know that even if that person is late, it was a part of the plan and that it's going to correlate with your life and work out perfectly. If someone does fit in your face, it would just, it wouldn't even have an effect on you. I was going to ask you about that because there are some listeners that may be saying right now, like, okay, I can, I can deal with a yeah. ruling. I can deal with someone being late to my party. I can even deal with somebody showing late, you know, showing up to a date, you know, a pizza date night, but spit in my face, like, like spit in my face. Like that's a big one. Yeah. That's a really big one. And, and again, that takes that. I mean, that takes, See, the thing is that, you know, we've been conditioned the other way, but the other one takes conditioning as well. I call it having the mind of Christ, where this, this supernatural being was treated a completely wrong way and, and literally died for people that didn't deserve it. That is a totally different type of, it, it takes time. It's a, it's a type of conditioning, which I call having the mind of Christ. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Someone spitting in your face, I mean, come on. That's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Even me, myself, I'm like, okay, it would take every bone in my body not to react. You understand what I'm saying? But I, I, I only mention that as an example to say that offense, like any type of offense that someone does to you, that you hold a power. We all have power. We can allow someone that comes to try to shake us or stir us to, to take that power. If we allow them, if us reacting in a negative way with negativity, what does that do? That allows them to take our power. That says that, oh, you have the power. You, you have the power to change my mood. You have the power to change how I'm operating. You have the power to take my peace. But if you operate in that agape, if you operate in that divine love, Nothing can shake your peace, your inner you. Nothing can. I've been, um, it's so awesome to hear you say that because I think day before yesterday I put on, on my social media um, this notion that while all of the world wants us to feel powerless, and while so many politicians and people that are in quote unquote power want us to feel powerless we're actually right now the exact opposite if we choose to align ourselves with a different way of being uh, a different way of thought a different power um and so you just spoke directly to that like we're not as powerless as we sometimes feign to be but we actually have all of the power required in order to meet these conditions um of life I just want to ask you, um, when did you first feel love in your life? Mm. When did you first settle into knowing that you were loved? Interesting. Um, for me, I didn't grow up in a household where, you know, my mom would say, oh, I love you. I love you. Like, she didn't do that because for her, that wasn't how she grew up because she took care of her mom since she was 15 years old. And mm. so it wasn't something that she was accustomed to. For me, love was an action. It was based upon what someone did. If you provide, if you make sure that clothes are on my back, if you do X, Y, and Z, and the same goes for my father as well. 
to me, it was what people did that showed that they loved me. But I had to learn that that was a different type of love. You know, that, that was, that was love. I mean, actually, in all actuality, that was love, but that wasn't the actual love that we were just speaking, of, speaking about prior to this. Yeah, that's a food, clothing, shelter kind of love. <laughs> exactly. And when I first actually felt that true, the, the divine love that we were speaking of, that agape, I would say it had to be when I first moved to New York City and I was, um, in 2014, I was diagnosed with uh, this disease called Crohn's disease, which is an inflammatory bowel disease. and um, I I had to endure a emergency surgery, which is called a colostomy surgery. And so there were so many different things that occurred in my life at that time. But one thing I can tell you, I felt love in so many areas of my life, even though there were, it was a traumatic situation, you know, obviously for myself, <laughs> enduring like different levels of pain and agony and stress and receiving a new type of body, but the surrounding, the, 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 the things that were surrounding me allowed me to feel that divine love. I mean, even the people in my life at that time, I, I had just met this person and his name was Emmanuel, which is oh, interesting. This person, his name was Emmanuel, which is what they call Christ, you know, on earth. Yeah. And our, our, <laughs> listen, our listeners should know that Emmanuel um, translates biblically into God with us. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's powerful that you were, you were, you were hooked up to God, <laughs> even in name it, alone, you know, while you were right. going through that. But go on. So you meet Emmanuel. Yeah. And the thing with him was, um, like, he was so... So like he was there like through everything I had just met this person but he ensured that my mom when she flew in when I when all this was going on that she was peaceful he ensured that I was peaceful he was there throughout the entire uh, the process that was happening and the surgery everything and then of course I was able to it's so interesting because at that time in my life I didn't really have any interest in being a part of a church or anything. For me I was so about being on Broadway. Broadway, Broadway, Broadway cuz for my school showcase I had opportunities to hop right on board with the Book of Mormon and uh, beautiful like all these different shows that I was like in alignment for and I'm like that's all that matters to me. <laughs> like I was like, listen, I, I, I'm, I have these meetings with these casting directors. Listen, they want to sign me on these tours. They want to sign me on Broadway. That, that was my main purpose in life at that time. Okay. So the fact that I ended up meeting a group of people, I like to call it a community, a family even, of people at this church called the Rock Church. These people are, they're based on the performing arts. So it's very out of the box of what you would even think a church is. And they, they happened. I, I, I like to say that they found me because I had no new intention of being a part of it at all, like being in church. And I remember I even said a little prayer. I was like, listen, the only way I would be in church is if you place me in it yourself. And that's exactly what he did. Audition did you have, for did Beauty you have and the Beast. 
Do you have an aversion to church or something beyond wanting to pursue Broadway and wanting to be casted in a role? Um, did you were, were, did you have walls up against the church? It was it wasn't that it was just that you know I mean I was involved. In, my mom, out of course, my mom, which was interesting because she wasn't. We we were never brought up. I was never brought up in church or anything, but my mom, for whatever reason, when I was 17 years old, she was just like, you need to get involved in church somehow. And so I, I joined a church in our town, a, a, a dance ministry. Yeah, I wasn't serious about it. I mean, I, I was, I took it seriously, but I wasn't like doing anything church-like, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like, I think what happened was once I went into college and I was just under the influence. I, I I had different views, different ideas, and it just, I had different questions, like different question marks in that area. And so I kind of was dis- distancing myself away from it, actually. And of course, like, I, I like to call it, I had an opportunistic relationship with God because I knew God was real because I definitely felt his presence a lot of times. And I knew that I was being protected a lot of times because I could feel it. You know, it's a feeling type thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had a lot of questions. And But the the relationship was, oh, you know, I, I need to get this booking. Let me pray. I need to get this scholarship. Let me pray. And it will fall through, you know. So it was very yeah, opportunistic. You were, you, were, you were dealing with like an a ATM kind of relationship with the divine. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what it was. It was very ATM. And so I was distant because I I was uh, influenced by different views and being involved with different people that had different views. And so I was just somewhat distant, you know, very distant. And um, I wouldn't say walls were up, but I mean, it could have been actually now that I think about it, it probably was uh, a wall that was holding me back slightly. But once I realized that I went to this audition, it was for Beauty and the Beast, and happened to be that a church was happening two doors down at Pearl Studios. Hmm. What? Unbelievable. I, I assumed it was a meeting of artists. like Because, I mean, in all actuality, that's what they are. They're a community, a, a family of people that are together, that support each other, uplift each other. But... Hmm. Once I realized, I said that prayer, and I said the only way that will happen is if you place me, and I realized he placed me there. So after the audition, I said, what do I have to lose? You know, and someone from that group of people came over and prayed for me in the audition. So I was like, okay, I felt like I definitely had to go over, you know. And so I, I went over there, and the rest is history. And I think from developing that relationship, that's what where I felt that love again, you know, that that's through agape. Yes. I mean, isn't it wonderful that you can be heading in one direction in life? Um, You could walk into a building to be cast for a show and then receive, and you think that that's the gift. You think that that's the get, that's the gift. This is what I came for. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And then somehow the divine um, gives you something more than what you bargained for. Um, (laughs) Gives yes. you gives you uh, something that's everlasting. Come uh, on, that you know because you know we, you and I we've worked three month contracts together, four month contracts. Five, these contracts are very yeah. finite in that we go into rehearsals, we go into tech, we put the show up, yeah. we sing our show, we, we go home. You know, 
Rest, you come back to seeing the show again, and then and then there's always an end of contract. Um, but isn't it wonderful? And I'm about to get preachy on all the listeners, but it's wonderful <laughs> when you're when you're in a place where you're drinking from a well that will never run dry. Dry. Like, yes. like I'm so grateful that God's contract in my life is never up. No one's ever going to come and ask me for a renewal. No one's going to ask me if I intend to stay. No one's going to come in and say, there's somebody with that sings higher notes. They've got uh, three um, pirouettes instead of your two. You know, there's come never going to be any time when this contract's going to be suspended or end. It is something that will be with me and for me and through me for the long haul. Uh, and here's yeah. a caveat that you said earlier, if I choose to let it in. Now, mm. I, wanna, I mm. want to get, I know that, that we're not into self-glory and self-praise and self, you know, um, congratulations in contexts like these, but I do have to speak uh, uh, to you um, about your willingness to go with your flow, M- meaning that you could have said, all right, this audition was really, really cute today. I got laundry to do. Um, this, <laughs> you know, this audition was really cute. I sang the best I could. I got to go work this survival job. You could have passed that opportunity that was two doors down and just went on your merry way. You made a conscious decision to stop mm. there. Wow. Um, and I really want to drive this home for listeners because it's not really about, for me personally, it's not about getting anybody into a church space or telling them how to feel or how to believe, believe or anything like that. I want everyone just open to the possibility. Mm, the that, yes. The openness and willingness to say, Hey, this is something that I didn't see coming. This is something that I didn't bargain for. This is something that I wasn't even in the mood for. But, but for some reason, something inside me is telling me to step through the threshold of this door. And I'm just going to follow that flow just to see. Um, because I think that sometimes um, God, I used several different languages, so God, source, universe, the great magnet, Mm -hmm. um, I think that sometimes we think that those great things and that great spirit is waiting behind a closed door and that it's hard to get to, Um, but oftentimes the door is open. The music is coming mm. into the streets. Um, there's a giant neon sign ac- uh, over the door saying, enter, 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 I have a lot of conversation. This is this is your this is your interview, by the way. But I have to say that I have several conversations mm-hmm. with so many people who are like, I I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know why did this happen to me, and 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 they're standing almost with sunshades right under the neon sign that's flashing. Enter. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. part of what my life's work is. Um, is to is to 
point it's the point to the person in a very loving and compassionate way and say baby doll baby boy take the take the glasses off because the sun is shining on your face right now yeah at the end of the day what's usually holding those people back is fear you know a, a fear of the invitation a fear of accepting the invitation and one thing that I had to learn, you know, is that fear isn't real. Fear is an illusion. You know, even biblically speaking, God, he, he even says, for I haven't given you the spirit of fear. He, he basically letting people know, that ain't me. I did not, that's, if you feeling that, that is not me, you know? I do this often in, in the podcast, and there's often moments with, uh, with the guests where I have to stop. And just mm-hmm. and just anchor this this thought. Anchor this is beyond a thought. Anchor this moment in saying that <laughs> if you're hearing the voice of fear, God is saying, "Boo, that ain't me." <laughs> exactly, honey. Boo, that ain't me. It's not. That's not me. I had to learn. You know, Andre. I had to learn. Fear is an illusion. It's an illusion. And it's a tactic that the enemy tries to use. The enemy tries to use against you. Why? Because the thing is that we have been designed and destined for success. That's just what it is. We have been designed and destined not to fail. Okay? Our future has already been written. We are kings and queens on this, on this land. We own this land. And the thing about the enemy, he knows that, and he doesn't want us to know it. So because you're a threat to him, what the enemy tries to do is reflect on you what he feels about you. So if you're feeling anxious, the enemy feels anxious about you. If you're feeling depressed, that's what he feels about you. You make him feel depressed because that's how big your calling is. That's what you're going to amount, that's how much you're going to amount to. It's all an illusion. It's not real. And so once we're able to jump and hurdle over that concept of knowing that fear is not a part of who we are, it's not a part of our DNA, it's not. Once we're able to receive that, envelop that into our heart, then we can conquer, we can hurdle it. We can conquer it, okay? We have a power. We have an authority to, to uh, overcome that. That's what we were birthed with. We just don't always step into it. Yeah. We don't act. We, we don't know how to, a lot of us, we don't know how to activate that power. The power We don't of know love. how to utilize it. Exactly. And it all stems from love. Yeah, one of one of my great spiritual teachers all often says um, from the Course in Miracles, which is based loosely on the teachings of of the Bible. It says you can you can only operate from one of two places in life: fear or love. Um, and, and I often have to check in with myself and see whether I'm coming from the spirit of fear or the spirit of love. Um, and I'm telling you very honestly, like there are times when I read the Huffington Post and other news outlets that I encounter and i have to almost if i don't check myself i'll spin out um and start treating 
people as others. I start treating people like they're not part of the same human family that I'm part of. And in those moments that I'm doing those things, I'm, I'm, I'm operating from the spirit or place of fear. Um, yeah. Not, not as they say in scripture, that place of love, power, and sound mind. The sound um, mind. That's what's right. been given. Not the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound power mind. Power and sound mind. Yeah. Yes. And, and those things are all in our hands. And um, I want for every listener to just feel that right now, that, that they have been given love, power, and a sound mind. Um, and you may not feel it right now, um, but the gift to be opened. It's almost like if, if you, you know, it's like shaking the, the, the gifts under a Christmas tree. <laughs> if, yes. you, if, you, if you started rattling that box and you knew mm-hmm. that that box had inside love, power, and a sound mind, would you not rip <laughs> that bad boy open? Right. Exactly. <laughs> would you not rip it open? If you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to like, share, comment, and tweet about this episode. Your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love. Don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well. Also, feel free to visit lovecityarts.org. We've got more episodes, monthly giveaways, upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast. <laughs>